To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hello and welcome to the Kingswell Avenue podcast. This is a show about the Walt Disney Company and what I like to call its four pillars. Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, and Pixar. My name is Paul Newhouse. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the second off-format show. This week we're doing a couple of things differently. Number one, you may actually hear some noise in the background. That's because I'm recording this in the car. So again, you may hear some things in the background like the turn signal I just turned on or the engine, but pay it no mind. Last week was an off-format show. We skipped what I like to call the deep dive, which is a closer look at something that had an impact on the Walt Disney Company. Be it its history, its culture, whatever. Could be a person, place, or thing. Anyway, we skipped that last week, and we're going to skip it again this week. This will be a shorter than usual episode, mostly because it's Christmas week. Those of you who celebrate Christmas, uh, all the best to you and your family. I just figured there was not much reason to do a full-length episode this week. I really only have one thing I want to talk about, The Mandalorian. That show just had its finale, its second season finale. Warning, spoilers, although I figure by the time most of you are downloading this, you've probably seen the episode anyway. Just for the sake of argument, let's go ahead and fill in some of the plot details. This episode was called The Rescue, appropriately enough, since it involved a rescue. Specifically, a rescue of Baby Yoda from the clutches of the evil Moff Gideon. I'm sure you remember that a couple of episodes back, Mando took Baby Yoda, or Grogu as we're now calling him, to Tython, the site of an ancient Jedi temple. On Tython, Grogu was able to commune with the Force and call out to, hopefully, a teacher. Well, it was time for that episode to have its payoff here in the finale. Mando enlisted the help of Cara Dune, Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, and Bo-Katan to free his adopted son. There were, of course, snags along the way, one which was resolved in this episode and one which will have to wait for future seasons. Mando accidentally laid claim to the Darksaber. That's the one that'll have to wait. That's complicated because the Darksaber has to be won in single combat. Mando won it from Moff Gideon, and now Bo-Katan needs it. Without the Darksaber, she can't lay claim to the throne of Mandalore. And Mando can't just give it to her because again, it has to be won in single combat. There was tension between Mando and Bo-Katan as the season wrapped up. Now it looks as though Bo-Katan and Mando will have to fight in order to establish who's the rightful owner of the Darksaber. Again, the solution to that particular problem will have to wait until Season 3. The other problem, the one that got resolved in this episode, was our heroes basically failed in their attempt to save Grogu. As the episode moved into its final moments, all of our heroes were trapped on the bridge of Moff Gideon's starship. Meanwhile, outside the bridge, Gideon's relentless Terminator-like dark troopers were pounding on the door to get in, and it was just a matter of time before they did. And that's when the episode's biggest surprise took place. In between episodes 7 and 8, I did see a couple people successfully predict this amazing twist. However, I don't think that many of us truly thought that Jon Favreau and the other people behind The Mandalorian would take such a huge swing. But a huge swing they took. Summoned by Grogu's earlier call, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker comes to save the day. This was Luke Skywalker from shortly after Return of the Jedi, so, of course, the producers had to rely on de-aging technology. More on that in a moment. 
Luke lands his X-Wing on Gideon's cruiser and then proceeds to cut through the Dark Troopers like butter. We'd never really gotten to see Luke as a full-blown Jedi Knight, so this was really his first showcase. In a scene echoing Vader cutting down the Rebel troops in Rogue One, Luke makes short work of the bad guys. This was truly amazing to see. One thing that was not particularly amazing to see was the CGI they used to de-age Mark Hamill. I would call it just effective enough to get the job done, but nothing stellar. Luke looks stiff and lifeless, but, and this is a big but, I'll accept shoddy effects in the service of a good story. And the story point being served was an epic one. Some may call this fan service or even pandering, but frankly, I don't care. Seeing Luke Skywalker swing into action and save our heroes made me feel 12 years old again. This final scene was the kind of thing that Skywalker was designed to do, to act as heroic inspiration to young kids or just people who are stuck as young kids. At the end of the day, The Mandalorian and Star Wars in general designed as entertainment, and entertain they do. Which brings me, I think, to the point I wanted to make about all this. The response to this episode has been, by and large, extremely positive, as it should be. Some small percentage of the fans have been complaining, either that the CGI undermined the story point, or that including Luke Skywalker made the universe feel small and rob the Mandalorian of some of its uniqueness and agency. I understand these points, but it still makes me think that people are thinking too much. Maybe I'm lax because I was part of the original generation of fans, but come on guys, lighten up. It's just a TV show. All I can say is, if I'd gotten this show back in 1984 with the young Mark Hamill in the cast and with all of these new characters, I would have been bursting with joy. Sometimes it's better just to take what's given in the spirit intended. And I do believe that spirit was extremely well-intentioned. Mandalorian producers like Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni clearly have their hearts in the right place. They love this stuff and it shows. Sometimes it's better to take your analysis hat off and just go with the flow. Is the Mandalorian perfect? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. It's had pacing problems and several episodes are not as well-directed as they could be. But again, I take it in the spirit in which it's intended. The guys making it are having fun, and they want us to have fun too. Take for instance a franchise like the Transformers. Director Michael Bay has said publicly that he didn't know anything about the toys or the TV show. For him it was a fairly cynical cash grab, and it really shows. Those movies are an incoherent, unfun mess. Whereas with The Mandalorian, I see the joy involved in producing it. Again, it's not perfect, but so what? I guess my message this holiday season is just roll with it and have fun. Which brings this pre-Christmas episode to a close. Again, to your family, I say happy holidays. My name is Paul Newhouse. This has been the Kingswell Avenue Podcast.